Welcome to Gaming with Anxiety, episode 5. Not quite two months after the last episode, the accountability episode. Um, that episode dealt with a, a lot of mistakes, personal decisions, and uh, I don't know how else to word it. Uh, go back and listen to it if you haven't. I noticed there's actually a, a small audience for this podcast so I figured okay I will uh, keep recording it periodically not too often but uh, hopefully if a few people listen uh, it helps me to get some things out there then maybe it helps some other people to hear it in the last two months since I last recorded I have um, right before the last episode before everything went to hell on uh, Bloody Thursday, as I now refer to it. Um, I got on medication, um, an antidepressant. I have been doing therapy with one of the online apps, um, similar to BetterHelp. You pay a monthly fee and you get four sessions and texting and, and, and calls and a dedicated therapist and that's helped try to get my mind right it's helped a lot with the process of learning how to journal journaling has been a lifesaver for me uh, I have journaled my entire life uh, well you know not not when I couldn't read or write but I've always been a writer I've always journaled uh, mundane things short stories my day tasks lists uh, my anxiety has always sort of manifested in, in writing lists um, but my therapist has taught me how to journal productively so that I'm journaling, um, input from people, you know, criticism from people, uh, inconsistencies in my character, you know, hearing that, uh, I sometimes talk more than I act so that my talk ends up being cheap. Uh, that's one of the things that was said to me. And, uh, you know, you hear these things and they're not easy things to hear. No one wants to hear a criticism of their personality or their character, but sometimes you have to hear it. And then writing it down so that you can see it in your own handwriting as an acknowledgement of personality flaws or mistakes or criticisms or whatever. You know, being more open to hearing what people have to say and not just looking for the positive. Uh, that's something I've focused on a lot. Um, Journaling, I got a big old moleskin journal. I journal a page to two pages every single day. My anxieties, my fears, um, sleep habits, sleep patterns, arguments, fights, things that I need to do better, things that happen with my parents, things that happen with my significant other. Um, you know, a lot of things and it's outlined a specific way. Uh, I highly recommend getting a journal that you can take with you and treating it like your best friend, spending some time with it every single day, um, has helped me tremendously in, uh, in writing things down. Sometimes rereading, you know, where was I this time two weeks ago? What was I struggling with this time, you know, two weeks ago? Am I still struggling with it? Um, so going back, not just writing to write, but writing to have something to reference when something goes awry or something goes wrong or compulsions start to creep up or anything like that has been helpful. Um, 
I saw a psychiatrist. An hour and a half long session where I was diagnosed with ADHD. I'm now on a Ritalin-like stimulant that seems to be doing some good. Sometimes it feels like it's doing good. Sometimes I feel like I'm still really scatterbrained. Uh, I have a tough time focusing on things sometimes. Um, one thing that I have changed in a major way, and I know it was the type of thing I talked about two months ago or even this time a year ago with my significant other or even my friends was, you know, I'm going to change and limit my usage of my cell phone because my cell phone has single-handedly been the device that's got me into trouble. Um, I should change the way that's worded. My cell phone didn't get me into any trouble. I got myself into trouble with decisions that I made by using my cell phone the wrong way. Um, so I got rid of Twitter a year ago after a fiasco where I was addicted to Twitter and I was talking to people that my significant other wasn't comfortable with. And instead of getting Twitter altogether, I said I got rid of it, then created a, a incognito account, continued to use it, but she discovered that also, you know, um, dishonesty and then trying to avoid confrontation. Um, none of it is good. Uh, you know, I've legitimately, genuinely been off of Twitter for a year, and the one thing that I can tell you is the toxicity and negativity I don't miss. Uh, I don't see people's politics. I don't see people's opinions. I don't spend time responding to people. I don't spend time trying to tweet things that will be liked by other people. Um, that's not a part of my culture anymore. And... Uh, I don't miss it. I did for a while. I did for a long time because I had used Twitter forever, but I don't think about it anymore. I don't feel compelled. Uh, I think even if my significant other and I broke up and stopped dating, I don't see wh why I would go back because I can now identify a year later how negative and toxic Twitter is. Um, I deleted the Instagram app from my phone and that was a muscle memory type thing I had it you know I have a an Android phone and along the uh, the bottom home screen you can have five apps and on the bottom right hand side was Instagram and it was just like unlock my phone hit Instagram instantly you know without even without thinking twice hit Instagram you know scroll through it see people's stories uh, I wasn't even using Instagram in a way that I shouldn't have been. I was just using it every single day for two or three hours, you know, throughout the day, not one sitting. Um, I'll still have a, 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 a mobile web browser of Instagram occasionally. I've posted a couple pictures. I've gone to look at some of my friends just to see what they've posted. But there is no muscle memory now. I don't think about it. I haven't needed to re-download it. Uh, I've re-downloaded it once to advertise my gaming podcast with my buddy Phoenix, who was on this show a couple episodes ago. Um, but outside of that, you know, I used to have an entire page on my phone for gaming. And now I have two or three games, maybe four. I don't really play them very often. And uh, I don't know, it's been good. I don't, I don't need to carry my phone with me. I mean, I have a little bit of anxiety of not always having it on me in case something happens with my parents. Uh, 
but I'm not married to it the way that I was. I don't need to check it. Uh, I have, through journaling and through therapy and through self-realization, stopped feeling like I have to respond to people as soon as they send a message. Uh, I used to be the type of person that had OCD about seeing a notification icon. I needed to clear it out and clearing it out meant I needed to respond to whatever it was. And now I can let it sit. I mean, I, own, I have an app that I use with my significant other that has absolutely nothing to do with it, you know, texting. It's a, it's, a, it's a couple's app and it works better for us. So I know that notification. And then I get text messages primarily from Phoenix and some other friends. Uh, rarely now though, uh, when everything went down, I told everyone I reached out when, uh, when everything happened two months ago and I told people what I did. I told them I would understand if they didn't want me to be friends or didn't want to be friends with me rather. And, um, I stopped using my phone as much. There are a couple of negative toxic people that I cut out, but for the most part, uh, I think those people understood you know, I just wouldn't be using my phone as much. I was trying to get away from it. I was trying to get better or work on myself. And I get Facebook messages from a group text, group chat with the, the three of my best friends. But, you know, that's pretty much it. These things are working for me. I'm not fixed. I'm getting better. It is always work. There's always work to be done. But... Journaling, therapy, medication, and changing my phone habits have worked for me. Um, I generally don't feel as stressed. Uh, I'm more comfortable with myself. I don't feel like I need to distract myself with other people or other things. I read books, I play video games, I try to sleep. I talk with a small group of friends and, um, and my SO. And that's it. You know, no, no derailments, no making bad decisions, no making decisions that can hurt people around me and dealing with it later or assuming that you won't get caught. This is the behavior. This is the behavior that I exhibited. You know, I would do something that I knew was wrong, but that I could rationalize the reason why I was doing it. And just assume I won't get caught and I'll stop doing it and it won't hurt anybody. And that's so wrong. It has hurt so many people in different ways. It has changed the fiber of my day-to-day -day life. But the changes that I'm making are working. And I'm not saying, you know, there's going to be people that listen to this that you haven't cheated on your significant other. You haven't been confronted by your significant other. Your anxiety or depression or OCD is coming from a different place. And that's okay. You don't have to be coming from the same place as me to work on yourself. And I promise if you journal or you talk to your friends, you get in therapy and the therapy is kind of expensive. So if you can't afford it, get a journal. Talk to your friends. My email is very public. I will let anybody in the world email me. It is nukethebridge at gmail.com. Anybody can reach out. No judgment. I am not in a place to be judging anybody with the decisions that I've made and the people that I've hurt. But it's working for me. 
I think we should all step away from our devices, read a book, sit outside, go for walks, romance the person that lights your life up, you know, start dating. Even if you're married or you've been with someone for a long time, start dating. But there's so much more work to do. Like I feel a little bit better, but it's been two months, not even. It's been seven weeks. There's a lot of work to do. I don't want to let my guard down and make a bad choice. I haven't felt compelled. There's been no compulsion. I mean, maybe the whole thing about getting caught and confronted and then changing is true. I don't know. I just know I keep doing things that I've been doing and they're working for me. And I'll keep doing them because they're working for me. You know, and I always put it in the back of my head. I write on every single one of my journal entries, either at the bottom or the top, your actions can hurt others. Every single entry, your actions can hurt others. That's not just the way that I hurt my significant other. Your negativity, your anger, your self-harm, it can hurt others. You know, selfishness, dishonesty hurts others. So every single ep or episode, episode, yes, every single entry, I write that. Your decision can hurt others. And I think that's a good stopping point for this episode. I hope these talks are helping someone because really for me, I'm just trying to get it out there. I'm trying to verbalize it. I'm trying to be raw. No music, no ads. Just me talking. So I'll be back with episode six at some point, eventually. But remember, you're not alone. You can work on yourself. Things aren't always hopeless. And your actions can hurt others.